Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to another episode of the Conversations Brewing Podcast with your hosts, Divya and Ravisha, two coffee-loving best friends who dive into weekly conversations on wellness, culture, and growing into your authentic self. As two healthcare professionals, children of immigrants, and humans always striving to learn more, they bring their unique complexities of their wellness journeys into this podcast space by sharing their stories and featuring other like-minded experts in the field. Always with a cup of coffee in hand, humor, and never-ending authenticity, dive in with the two of them as they brew the kind of conversations that we don't have enough of, but that matter the most. Piece that you found a therapist just because you wanted to be essentially more curious about yourself, reflect on some of your past, because it really normalizes that you don't have to be in a state of crisis to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. That's such a misconception that people are like, well, my life is okay right now. Why would I need to go to therapy? And there's always some kind of work that we can do in therapy so that you don't have to be in this state of crisis. Or some people feel guilty for going to therapy when they say things like, my life is pretty okay right now, or um, I'm doing well in comparison to others when they compare themselves. Watch watch me know like the next second, like the recording won't exist. And then no, we're going to be really upset. Honestly, if it just didn't exist, I would just sign off and go, go for the rest of my Friday. I would be done. I know. <laughs> Okay, well, everyone, welcome to another episode of Conversations Brewing. Today, Ravisha and I are talking about something that many people struggle with, which is finding a therapist. And I think that this is something that's so important to talk because therapy is more openly discussed in our society now. And it's so cool to see that so many people are looking for therapists. It's becoming almost normalized to be like, oh, I have therapy this week or, Mm -hmm. oh, I can't hang out at that time. I have a therapy appointment. So Um, obviously to be able to have therapy, you have to find a therapist. So that can be, we want to take it a few steps back and talk about just overall the process of finding a therapist. Yeah. I feel like this will be a little fun Q and a session for Divya because, you know, she is our fellow therapist here. Um, and so, yeah, like Divya said, I feel like a lot of people are interested to start, but you know, don't know how to start. And like, how to go about that whole search process. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about it today. And hopefully um, this will be helpful for you guys if you're looking to find a therapist. Yeah. All right. Well, Ravisha, I'll let you jump into it because I guess you're, I don't know, Ravisha's going to ask me questions, but I'm going to also ask Ravisha questions about her experience on the other end while finding her therapist. But I guess I'll let you start. Okay, I guess my first question would be is, um, what should someone look um, for in the in a therapist slash what kind of therapy should they be looking for? Yeah, well, I would recommend that you first reflect on what you need from a therapist. And the bottom line of it is that a therapist is a relationship. And so you need to be able to form a relationship with someone just like it's really important for the longevity of any kind of 
friendship or romantic relationship, you have to feel connected to them. The same thing is with the therapist. So if you don't feel connected to your therapist, it doesn't mean that you won't have any progress. You still will be able to make you, you'll still be able to have um, your therapist support you in many ways and offer insights. But the progress is even more when you have a deep connection. So thinking about what you need to be able to have that connection, maybe that is somebody who specializes in anxiety. Um, For some, it's that they have similar cultural backgrounds to them, like whatever you need to be able to find connection with a person, that is the biggest, the biggest thing, because so much research shows that the relationship with a therapist is one of the most, if not the most important determinant for successful treatment. So that is really what you should start with is reflecting what you need to be able to connect with someone before you even think about modalities of therapy and all that kind of stuff to first focus on the connection. Okay. So if someone is thinking about starting and they're like, they reflected on like what they're looking to get out of, um, do they like kind of go to Google and search, how do I find a like therapist near me type of situation? Or what would you recommend they do to try to find a, um, a therapist for them? Yeah. Well, that is what is amazing about technology is we can Google with psychology today. There are so many resources to find therapists. You always can start by talking to people in your inner circle. And if they are in therapy, you might not be able to see their same therapist because there are some kind of ethical boundaries with that. But if they're in a group practice and they recommend their therapist in the group practice, you could maybe see another therapist in group practice. I have a lot of friends um, or even like honestly people's significant others who I see either the friend or the significant other and I refer there they'll be like oh my friend or my wife or my husband or whatever is looking for therapy and then I'll refer them to another provider within the practice so you know most people who are at a practice are trained or kind of work therapeutically in a similar way so if they have a good experience with a therapist maybe seeing someone at their practice could be good um there is things like like i mentioned psychology today depending on where you live some of the bigger cities um there's also my well-being there's zen care there's like so many online options and resources but i would definitely schedule free consultations. Most therapists offer a 15 to 20 minute free consultation. So talking to them about some of your goals, some of your needs, and just like seeing how the conversation flows. Again, it's a relationship. So you want to feel like the conversation flows with your therapist. And it's also part of your therapist's job to help you feel comfortable in the relationship too. So it's like, not like you have to do all that work by yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you do have that, that free, like that consultation call with your to be determined therapist, are there certain, I know you mentioned that like in that consultation, you're trying to figure out if you'd be a good fit with one another and kind of like relaying your goals. Is there certain criteria or questions that we should ask that therapist that you're on a, the consultation mm-hmm. with, like, or things that you as a therapist, you like appreciate like potential patients asking you? Yeah. So I usually try to lead the consultation. I do give people the option always when I start a consultation being like, do you want to, do you have certain things that you want to tell me and you kind of want to lead this conversation or do you want me to ask you questions? What do you feel more comfortable with? And some people are like, I just want to talk, talk to you and tell you all this stuff. But then some people who are like, well, it's my first time to therapy. And, you know, I would prefer if you lead with questions. So again, there are many parts that is your therapist's job to help you feel comfortable in this kind of situation. So I always ask people what they prefer. And then if they want structured questions, I'll ask structured questions. And usually what I ask is, 
the first one, what brings them to therapy? And then why now? Because if they're going through something in their life and they're saying it's anxiety or relationship struggles or family trauma, that's probably existed for a while, but it's like, why are you now wanting to come to therapy? There's usually something that led you to it. So I asked that and then, you know, learn a bit more about them, um, especially if they come from a different cultural background about that, where they live, their age, just all these demographic information. But I also want to encourage people to remember that it's usually only 15 or 20 minutes. You might not fully know. If you think like, okay, this person asked me good questions, the conversation flowed, I felt like I could continue a relationship with them, give them another chance. Like, Usually I say to try to at least give therapy six sessions. And then if you still don't feel connected, that's okay, right? You're not going to be connected to everyone. Therapy and finding a therapist is kind of like shopping. You find someone who you feel connected to. And a lot of times people are worried about hurting the therapist's feelings. Like you're not hurting our feelings. And also if you hurt our feelings in any kind of way, that's for us to manage. It's not your responsibility. So for people to one, just focus on the connection. And then when it comes to questions, you can also with the consultation, if you feel anxious, ask your therapist to ask you structured questions. You don't have to, if you don't know what to say, like lean into them and let them help you too. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then maybe let's like switch gears. Do you, what questions do you want to ask me as I guess, a client in therapy. I know. I was like, thank God. I was gonna be like, hey, can we switch? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was asking- I feel like I just did a rapid fire. Um, no, you 100 percent did. I love it. Um, <laughs> but I was about to switch the gears too, so I'm glad you said that. Um yeah. so for you, Ravish and I started to find therapists, I guess, at pretty different times. Yeah. Because your first time in therapy, you started last year, right? Yeah, 2022. Yeah. 2022. And I guess my first experience in therapy was my first year of college in 2013. Yeah. So I don't know. I've had three therapists since then. So I guess mm-hmm. I've been in therapy as a patient world for like the last decade. Yeah. So, so what my experience was starting therapy and I guess developmentally we were at different stages, right? Like I was still kind of a kid, like adolescent or young adult yeah. um, when I started therapy. Um, so I guess for you, what has it been like in your journey of finding a therapist and what led you to finding a therapist at your age now when you are kind of like a full-blown adult? Yeah. So I guess when I was um, searching for my therapist, I honestly really wanted a South Asian therapist. That was like kind of like my main criteria when I was finding one, only because um, I feel like with how I grew up and the way I was raised, like with that kind of background, I feel like it would it would help me if my therapist was also South Asian, mm-hmm. regardless if they had that kind of upbringing or not. But it just sometimes helped. Like that was my way of like having that connection with my therapist. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the first things that I was kind of searching for when I was looking for one. Also, one of the things that um, came across for me while searching for one is like I did want my my insurance to cover. Yeah. my therapy just because I was like I was I just felt like financially that made the most sense I do pay for like each session but it's like some of it is covered yeah um so that was like a one ma- major thing and like that also is what I discussed with on my consultation calls when I had consultation calls I'd just be like oh yeah like this is my insurance like what would that look like for me mm-hmm. and what made me start I think what made me start was not that like it, it was like a significant 
event that happened in my life. I think I always knew that I wanted to eventually start therapy. I think I felt the most comfortable to start maybe then. Like Devin and I have talked about this for years, but it was mainly just like, oh yeah, like I feel like now is just a good time to kind of like start digging into this. And yeah, I don't think it was like a significant moment that made me yeah. start. I just think I finally made took the time to find one and, you know, kind of fit it into my schedule. Yeah. It was, it just timing worked out for me in that way. Yeah. I really like that. You said that piece that you found a therapist just because you wanted to be essentially more curious about yourself, reflect on some of your past, because it really normalizes that you don't have to be in a state of crisis to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. That's such a misconception that people are like, well, my life is okay right now. Why would I need to go to therapy? And there's always some kind of work that we can do in therapy so that you don't have to be in this state of crisis or some people feel guilty for going to therapy when they say things like my life is pretty okay right now, or um, I'm doing well in comparison to others when they compare themselves, but therapy can be useful for any moments in life. The goals just might look different. Yeah. And as someone that kind of felt that way, I almost was like, like you said, Divya, almost questioning like, oh, do I do I even need not? And I don't want to use the word need, but it was like it was more so just me thinking to myself, like, I feel like I could benefit from having a therapist just because it's just like someone that I could talk to about like whatever was going on or like things I wanted to like reflect back on it. You know, like there's just so many things that like you don't realize until you start that Mm-hmm. you want to just like maybe develop in yourself or discuss with, yeah. you know, it's like, I think as, once you start, you start figuring that out. Yeah. Did you feel any type of stigma about finding a therapist just being that we come from the South Asian community? We're starting to hear more about therapy now in our generation, of course. But um, did you did you ever find that to be a factor that was holding you back in any kind of way? I will say no, but I think it's because, like, obviously my best friend is a therapist, (laughs) and also because I've always been very, I've always been an advocate for mental health, and I've never felt, I I always felt like it should should be talked about more um, in the South Asian community, so I did not feel stigma, but I think it's only because of the people that I have, um, I'm like surrounded by, like I have friends in therapy. um, We talk about therapy. It's not like something that's not talked about, but I can see why in certain, um, with like other people that they can feel like it's like a stigma thing Mm -hmm. to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such an interesting thing that I, I hear from a lot of South Asian clients that when they start doing therapy as an adult and in a way that they're essentially paying for their therapy, that they say things like, I wish that I could have done it earlier, but almost having this financial freedom that I don't have to explain to my parents or my family why I'm in therapy is has led me to it at maybe um, a, a later stage in life than Oh, yeah. Later. I mean, yeah, actually, yeah, you're like totally not wrong about that. I do... <laughs> I do think that has a lot to do with why um, a lot of South Asians maybe start a little later. Yeah. Um, because technically you're under your parents' insurance until 26, right? Yeah. And so if you do start therapy, then like, and 
you have to talk to your parents about it if you know you're under their insurance so exactly yeah and that holds so many people back because I I started therapy at my when I was a freshman in college but that was like through the college counseling center and that was a really great experience but um it when it's a college counseling center you're usually limited to like six to eight sessions just given yeah the demand and then I worked at a college counseling center and I understand why it was that way but anyway so that I was a really great opening experience of therapy but I it wasn't really you can't get that deep when you have maybe eight sessions but I remember that when I started seeing a therapist um, out when I was still on my parents' insurance that I didn't say anything to my dad about it. But then I remember he got a bill and was like, what is, what is this for? Oh, my gosh, I, I remember I, this. Yeah. And I remember having to be like, um, I'm in therapy. And he didn't ask too many questions about it. Um, but it was just I remember it feeling like a bit of an awkward conversation around, oh, I'm in therapy. And then um Raj started going to therapy and I'm not gonna get as into it, but he basically had um some medical stuff that led him to therapy. And he went when he was on his mom's insurance. And I think that he he even reflects back that the biggest reason was because uh um a neurologist recommended he start therapy and was like, you know, he he had a traumatic brain injury. So they were like, you should try therapy. And so he's always like, I'm lucky for that experience in a way, because I don't know how that really eased the conversation of having to talk to my mom about going to therapy because he wanted to go to therapy, but also didn't know how to talk to his mom about it because he was on his mom's insurance. But then when it was like this neurologist told me to go to therapy, it was a different type of conversation. Um, but I, that's what I've seen a lot of people hold off on going to therapy, even in the, not only in the South Asian community, other BIPOC communities too, where there's stigma, but people, obviously it's good at any time, but it's hard because so many people have to hold off or feel that they have to hold off because they don't want their parents knowing. Yeah. And I don't know if we have any like young adults listening or if they are, I do encourage you that if you feel like if you are under your parents' insurance or if there's any of that kind of t- type of situation, don't hold yourself back because you don't want to have a conversation with your parents about it. I think that it's it's hard. It's like, I do I do agree. Like, you know, how, Divya, you had that experience, like how you kind of had to explain to your dad. And like, yeah, I do think that maybe that, that I will say that is one of the reasons why I did start after. Um, like I was on my own insurance. But yeah, I think... My, like my parents are like not against it that's the thing it's like once you talk to them about it you you they'll understand it more so mm-hmm. um i do want to encourage that that if that's like the only reason that stop like if you feel like you're ready to find one but that's one reason that's stopping you like don't let that be that reason yeah yeah and if you're in a situation i guess where it's really hard to talk about maybe your parents have a different view of therapy or mental health like trying to seek the services around you, whether it be a school yeah. counselor or, you know, something like some kind of a resource that can give you a bit of um, of that kind of emotional support. It may not be the same as a long-term one-on-one therapist, but at least can give you some kind of yeah. support. Because yeah, it's really hard to think about. That's one of the biggest difficulties of finding a therapist. And my, it, it, yeah, it's already hard to know what is a fit like and where do I find a therapist? But some of it is just getting through these own beliefs and 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 thought blockers that we have around therapy which is another big one that I see a lot is when people are like I'm I'm all for mental health I'm all for therapy like you can go to therapy but I'm not gonna go to therapy yes oh I see that all the time and it's like okay you're having your own resistances and stigmas toward therapy if you can say that 
other people can go to therapy, but I'm not going to go. What just the message? I'm always like, let's take a step back and reflect on that. How come you won't? And it's not like saying any people should go to therapy. It's a choice, right? But right. there is this, this embedded stigma when you're saying that uh, other people can go to therapy. I'm all for it, but I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Because in a way, like your your opinion is that like, there you have you have some kind of opinion against therapy in some kind of way yeah. right, right? Yeah. even though you it's like almost um it's like a positive negative type of opinion um because you're like oh yeah like i'm positive about therapy like everyone should do it but then you're negative the negative part is that you yourself won't go do like yeah be interested in a session and for example like it's really possible like you've mentioned that you don't click with the therapist right away or like you it's gonna take a while but like i feel like once you have like a click with a therapist like i hope it's okay if i say this to via but like i feel like your most recent therapist you found that click and like you really built a relationship yeah. with that person and like you're like oh yeah what did i do before like you know without her and I don't, exactly the relationship is so important and yeah allowing yourself to build on it. Like it Mm -hmm. is a relationship. Now I've been seeing, it was crazy. I was talking to her about this the other day that I was like, I've been seeing you for almost four years, which is just wild. Yeah. I've been seeing her for quite a while. Wow. But the thing is, and am I in a state of crisis that I quote unquote need therapy? No one ne- needs it, by the way. I love. I hate when people say that too. But yeah, I know. Um, I I don't want to like keep using the word need. I know <laughs> we need to find another one because even when people come to therapy and are like, people say I need therapy. I'm always like, <laughs> no one needs therapy. You're choosing to come, and if you choose, yeah. you know, it's a choice. You can empower yourself and come, but no one needs it. Like, yeah. but. I'm in a state that okay, I'm not in any kind of state of crisis, but I I really appreciate having the place to explore myself, have and honestly go through a lot of my own traumas and situations that I haven't had time to process in the past because I'm just like doing things, you know, you're we're focusing on a crisis in front of you. So I really enjoy the relationship, but the biggest thing is that you have to have a good relationship. We clicked, we have a relationship and it's like a longer term relationship now. Now that's not suggesting everyone needs to be in therapy for four years, but I just really appreciate that because she is a person in my life that now I feel that I have a really deep and connected relationship. And that gives me more space to feel comfortable exploring myself and being vulnerable. Because if you don't feel vulnerable and comfortable, you're not going to really give yourself that space and freedom to explore yourself. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest key takeaways when you do go into therapy is like you have to be really vulnerable and you have to be ready to mm-hmm. kind of do so because mm-hmm. I'm so, like not that the set like the therapy won't be effective but if you're not your true self with your therapist then yeah I, in my opinion I feel like you're not really going to get much to take away from that and then ultimately decide that therapist or therapy is not for you yeah. which I mean there's a lot of people that kind of have that takeaway sometimes, right? Because they don't maybe want to be honest with themselves or like not ready to do Mm -hmm. that. And that's fine. Like maybe take a step back and like reevaluate that when you're ready. Yeah. And honestly, most people go to therapy because they want to touch base more with their authentic selves and their Mm -hmm. thoughts and their feelings. And so what the that's the main point that's what you're going that's what you're paying your money for so if you don't feel like you can really be authentic with your therapist you're it's really hard to achieve that overall goal that most people go for and so you know it's really okay to not 
feel comfortable and authentic with your therapist, which, mm. so I'm going to give this back and I'm going to ask Ravisha a question. So I know that you've mentioned people in your life saying that when they've been in therapy, that I don't really know if I feel super connected to my therapist. How have you seen them go about therapy when they don't feel connected to their therapist? And what do you, I, does that make sense? That question? Like, do you see a difference in how they think about therapy or their maybe enthusiasm for sessions or their ability to really be deeply reflective when they don't feel super connected to their therapist? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to answer this right. Um, I don't know if I asked it. So we, I don't know if I asked in the way I meant. So let's just answer it. However, it's going to be. Okay. I think when people feel like they're not connecting with their therapist, I've noticed that the people then become less motivated to stick to therapy on a consistent basis. Yes. And because of that, they're not as reflective, maybe on certain things or like Mm -hmm. things that are going on. 100%. No, I totally agree with that because I'm just, I was just trying to figure out the right way toward that. Yeah. No, you literally hit the nail on the head, but that's exactly what I think it is. And that's, and that's the whole point of therapy, right? So it's like, what's the point if you don't feel connected. But why do you think so many people stay in relationships with therapists that they don't feel connected to? Because I think they feel uncomfortable leaving mm-hmm. and then having to do the work to find someone else. Yeah. Just seems like, oh, th- because I'm I'm not going to lie, like finding the process of finding a therapist is not easy. I know there's like yeah. wait lists out there. I know that a lot of people like with scheduling it's tough like there's so many different aspects that like go into finding a therapist and so i feel like once you find one you kind of expect it to like well this is it this is who i found this is what works with my schedule and then if you don't have that connect you're like a lot of people just kind of still stick with it because at the end of the day they're like well i'm so i think it's like the notion or like the thinking of well i'm in therapy still like i'm still going so like you know i need to give myself like credit for that which you should but if it's not working then like you're not really getting anything out not not that you're not getting anything out of it but it's just it's not doing the best for you that it can be exactly yeah when you could be doing so much more for you but and, and I think a big one also is that people are worried to have to leave the relationship. Like they're like, how do I even tell my therapist I want to end the relationship? So people usually start canceling yeah, I was gonna say, or ghosting. Yeah. How do you, as a therapist, how would you like your client to break up with you? Oh, I so know when it's coming 100%. So because usually it starts with a few, oh, I can't make this session. I can't make this session. A few late cancels. And then they're in session and you just can feel it. And I think people don't realize your therapist can feel like we are trained in being able to feel connection. And when someone is pulling away, when someone's resistances are coming up, I know sessions before a person is about to end the relationship that they are going to end the relationship, but I'm waiting for them to do that work. So you're not throwing us off. Most of the time we know that is what you are going to do. And I'm not going to be the one saying, hey, I'm getting the sense you're going to do this in eight sessions. So why don't I just speed it up for you? So one, giving your therapist a little more credit, but also talking through it with your therapist. Because honestly, I've had situations where people 
talk it through with me or when I bring things up in a way that I gently will bring it up that, oh, I feel I've been feeling a little bit more distant from you the last few sessions is have you felt that for me or how can you what can you make from that? And I bring it into the room and then let them respond. When we talk through it, a lot of the time they're like, wow, that felt really good to talk about. But most of the time people don't. They want to just avoid the discomfort. So one, having a conversation about it, because maybe it's just you both can work through it in a way. Um, And maybe if your therapist can't give you that, because a lot of the time it's I have been able to work through it and I have really, then I'll have a really thriving, great relationship with my patient. If anything, it built our relationship stronger because we had a bit of um, some tough conversations and they feel more connected to me because they're like, wow, I can be upset with her or I can act out a little bit and she's still there for me. But sometimes it's just not a fit and that's okay. And you can talk to them about it and say, you know, I've really appreciated our time together, but at the same time, I don't know if I'm really getting what I came to therapy for. Can we talk about my goals and how you imagine me achieving these goals or how you imagine me working toward them and seeing what your therapist says to that. But at the end of the day, that it's not about your therapist's feelings. And chances are, if you're feeling disconnected to your therapist and are thinking about breaking up with your therapist, they already know. Yeah. And I want to bring this up too, because when I first started, I think I was three sessions in mm-hmm. and I had texted you or like yeah, called, I remember you, this. called you on the phone about it. And I was like, hey, um, don't know how I feel about my therapist. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I do feel like the sessions have been great, but I don't know, like, do, should I get some time or like, should I break? Like, basically, I will, I wanted to get Divya's opinion, like professional opinion on this because I was like, this is my first time doing therapy. I, not that I'm like expecting my life to change all of a sudden, yeah. but I'm just like <laughs> trying to figure out what's like, what's the right move for me. And she was like, okay, you're only three sessions in. Maybe you can think about like before going into sessions, certain things that you want to talk about or work work on some goals that you have for yourself that you can like bring into therapy with you, those kinds of things. Cause she was like, you know, you said this to me and I, I thought, I think it's really helpful to say like, the work is not only being done in that one hour session. Yeah. The work yeah. is also what you're doing outside of the session. Mm-hmm that you and your therapist are discussing that is, you know, little things that you can do. And I think in the beginning, I was just expecting, like my expectation was, oh yeah, in like the 50 minutes that I have, it's gonna be so riveting and so many things are gonna be like changed. And again, this was just how I perceived it in my head, but then once, I started going into therapy with certain things that like goals or like certain things I wanted to talk about. Then I came out of the session being like, okay, how can I incorporate some of the things we talked about in my daily life? Mm-hmm. And that's when I started seeing like changes yeah. and like uh, things being like, like things happening for myself that like I didn't expect. Exactly. Yeah, because we have to give it some time. And again, like you, when you gave it time, it ended up working out for you. But for a lot of people, it it doesn't. But that's totally okay. But I know it can feel daunting to find a new therapist in the short term. And yeah, it probably is going to be more pain in the butt the short term to have to go through that process all over again. But in the long term, you're going to get more out of it. Yeah. What? Okay, what if someone doesn't feel like challenged by their therapist like they maybe they're like looking for something more or like maybe they feel like they've outgrown their Mm -hmm. therapist have you like 
is that a common you would say yeah yeah what advice would you give someone yeah so that comes with like understanding your needs with the therapist too because your needs when you started off might change right and I guess I'll give my own example for that is that when I started with my last therapist um I was I'd gone because I was just going through a lot with family situations and I wanted a space to explore but more just like have a space to talk about my feelings and get them validated because I felt very alone in some of my experiences and so it was more of a place that was definitely kind of um almost fighting fires in a way that it felt very like crisis in the next problem but I felt just like a supportive space and that doesn't mean like so all therapy should be a supportive space but that was the main it almost felt like the main thing that I had, which I was able to start feeling more comfortable with expressing my, my emotions because there was a space that allowed for that. Normally I would just put my emotions aside and be like, Oh, I shouldn't feel this way, blah, blah, blah. But it helped me learn the skills of expressing, acknowledging, validating my emotions. My current therapy, I wanted to take it a step deeper. And so I definitely, people who know the therapy world, I do a lot more like analytic therapy now. So, um, it's very deep into going into childhood stuff and free association. And I mean, you have to be very vulnerable in it. I think there also needs to be quite a level of self-awareness to do that type of therapy, Mm -hmm. but it is very deep. And so, um, but I felt that was what I needed right now at this stage in my life. And I really benefiting from it. So if I was still seeing that old therapist, I mean, my needs had outgrown, right? So I kind of outgrew that therapist because now I wanted more of this kind of therapy. So your needs are allowed to change. And I always say to people when they do feel bad about outgrowing a therapist, and that's when people usually have found a new therapist and start like they they found maybe me and they said, I had this old therapist and this was X, Y, Z is that in any relationships, our needs change, right? Even in friendships, we outgrow friendships, we outgrow romantic relationships. And the same goes for therapists. We're allowed to honor our needs and a, chair, a therapist could have served us in one season of life and it doesn't mean they're any less special, but maybe you're in a new season of life that they just, a different therapist would serve you better. And so there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like it's almost a good thing if you are ready to kind of challenge yourself more mm-hmm. because that means you're feeling like you're ready to just like kind of dig a little bit deeper and there's nothing wrong with finding a therapist that can do that for you. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much of this guilt for finding a therapist that meets our needs, but that's the point. And we want to explore our needs in therapy. That's one of the biggest things is exploring our emotional and relational needs. And so the, like using that therapy experience as a relationship, analyze that relationship too, because that's probably very similar to how your other relationships are. Yeah. Uh, any questions for me? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you asked me that. That had such Friday energy to it. Any questions for me? <laughs> you always receive things very different than how I was relaying it. <laughs> I think that like it's just different because you, you just have naturally, I think, more of just straightforward ways of saying things. And I'm yeah. very emotive with how I say things. So I'll yeah. be like, if I ask, I'll be like, so, like, do you have any questions for me, Ravisha? That's how I would ask her. But Ravisha goes, any questions for me? <laughs> Which, it's the same thing with the same amount of love and care. 
<laughs> it is. It really <laughs> is. No, and I know that. That's why I give you crap. But um, it's just funny. It's just funny. No. <laughs> anyway, so for you, let's talk about what it was like for you to build a relationship with a therapist. So I do it from the therapist side of working to build a relationship with my patient. What did you need and what did you find that was helpful from your therapist that they were doing to build a relationship with you that you valued? I think what I valued was in the beginning couple sessions, they'd like, I was just asked a lot of questions. And for me, as you know, I would need the questions to be asked to me in order to give like the answers. Like I don't kind of come out with all of it at once. Mm -hmm. It's, I kind of, I guess need to be prompted. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's what really helped is building in building that relationship was my therapist asking me questions and then like kind of us doing a back and forth and her getting to know me. And I think that was what was helpful. Mm. I know like for you, it's probably opposite. Like you kind of knew what you wanted to say and discuss and kind of like said it all and like was, but like for me, it was like, just like the questions was what helped. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what also is everyone is different and what they need in a therapist and what they, what they want to find. And so letting again, your therapist do some of the work, like telling your therapist also, is this my, is this your first time? I always ask people, is it their first time? How are you feeling? What would you need from me to make this experience feel more comfortable? And a lot of times people are like, oh, if you could just leave the situation or I've been in therapy and I've heard people like the therapist not talk a lot. Can you ask me structured questions? And I'll start with that. But I imagine right now you go to therapy and you can start the conversation and chat. Like you don't need your therapist to structure it as much because you feel more comfortable with her. Yeah. And it's it's really funny because my therapist will start her session and be like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm doing great. How are you? And like almost like I'm talking to someone else. And she's yeah. like, um, it's not about me. It's about you. And that's when I'm like, oh, yeah, got to shift yeah. into being the client mode because I like I'm the type of person that really I'm always like avoiding talking about myself. And I've told her that, too. Like I, I told her that in our mm-hmm. beginning sessions. I was like, oh, yeah, I hate talking about myself or like bringing things about myself up. So this is going to be interesting because it's just you and me. And obviously, my therapist is not going to share about themselves. Well. In the session. So in the beginning, I felt um, very awkward and tense. And she we, our sessions are in Zoom and or not in Zoom, but like it's like telehealth. And so she was like, I like can she's like, I sense your body language. And like, she saw how my, my shoulders would be like scrunched up. And <laughs> I would just be like, kind of like sitting there, like, like, just like really tense. And she's like, I can like tell from your body language, like you're uncomfortable. And I'm like, yeah, because like, I don't sit here and like talk about myself for 50 minutes. Like that's so like, this is uncomfy. I yeah. know. And so we had to do a lot of breaking that down at first. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's why I wasn't fully comfortable with her until after like maybe I would say it took maybe like six sessions yeah really comfortable because I just I don't know it's like you're building it's like you said like you're building that trust and I I don't trust people that easily and so I just needed to kind of I needed to keep showing up that was like my thing I, I told myself was like I need to keep showing up and really take take it seriously yeah Totally. And like, I really appreciate how you said the six sessions, because 
so many times we end up giving up because we're just like, oh, it's not working. And again, it might not, right? But you have to give it the full go and see if it does or it doesn't. Um, because like I said, it's shopping around, take some time. And so every okay. session is you really don't know how you're gonna feel mm-hmm. coming out of session. Yeah. Cause for me too, sometimes I'm like, oh, I know I'll have therapy that day. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want to, I don't want to do this mm-hmm. today. But, you know, it's scheduled. I have to show up, right? So then I do my session. But then, like, once it's done, I'm like, you know what? I didn't realize how much I needed that. And I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Like, it's always the sessions where people start being like, hey, I don't know what to talk about. Or I was thinking to cancel. And it happened last week again with this this one person who I've been seeing for, like, three years now. So I have a pretty good relationship with them. And they had said, oh, like, it's one of those days that I was like, oh, I don't I, – I feel like I – half want to cancel on Divya and I half don't but they were like I still came and at the end they were like oh I always forget it damn it it's always the sessions they say I didn't need that I needed the most and I was like I told you yeah and and I because I think it's like almost like our mind's way of telling us like we're obviously like not dealing with something that's yeah. going on it's like resistance. I think yeah there's like there's there's some resistance somewhere and like we're just mm-hmm. kind of not accepting it yeah yeah, whenever someone says that, oh, I don't have anything to talk about today, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good session. There's some, there are some resistances coming. Also, you can, my choose, favorite. you can choose your frequency. Like I yeah. do like, I do like every other week. Cause like I knew, um, like, like I did every week at first and I liked it, but then I was like, I think what's going to be better for me is like every other week. And like, it's been working for me for like a long time now. Yeah. So like, yeah, you can choose your frequency. It's not like it has to be every week it, it can be twice a week it can be every week it can be like yeah. once a month it like we all have our it. own yeah because yeah, we all have our own ways that we do it and Ravisha does every other week seeking for Raj but Raj does every week and then I do twice a week because I just really but also I'm in like I said more analytic treatment and analytic like some with analysts you usually see them like three times a week four times a week like it's wow. not, like some see some see them five times a week and it's really cool because, I mean, not to get so into <laughs> therapy, but I love the in-person ones because it really is about so much free association that, I mean, I like lay on the couch, I look at the ceiling and like all this wackadoodle stuff comes up from my mind and it's so cool. But that's just like, you know, not all therapy structures are like that. But if someone's in an analytic treatment, you're probably going to be doing more times a week. But, you know, it's just whatever your needs are, like everybody has. And the point I share with that is everyone has different needs for some people doing that kind of treatment. Like what I do, they'd be like, that's a lot. I cannot sit for 50 minutes and just free associate and talk about stuff like that's very overwhelming for some people. But for some, it's every other week, some that's every week. But the main thing is what works for you. Like, don't yeah. compare yourself to other people. Yeah. And also you like built towards that analytic. Yeah. Like- yeah. It's not yeah. like you went straight into it. So it was almost mm-hmm. like it kind of found you at the right time. Exactly. Yeah, I haven't, I've been doing it for maybe like six months now. So it's not been yeah. a very long time that I've been doing twice a week. I used to do once a week. And then now I've just been wanting to do more really in-depth, deep exploration. So I went more into analysis. But, you know, again, it's whatever your needs are. And that I think is actually good for me to share because your needs change. At first, my needs were not more of like an analytic treatment that was very in-depth because I was in a lot of state of almost, I guess, like a more crisis state. Like I was in grad school, I was then planning a wedding, then it was a pandemic. And, you know, we were all just unwell in our own ways during the pandemic. But then now I, I've been always 
curious about analytic treatment, but I just feel now is a time that I'm feeling in a place that I can do that. And I have um, the time means and the, the, I guess, like support that I can do analytic therapy. So it's just, you're allowed to outgrow your certain needs too, and lean toward what your needs are and they look different. And so you should honor those because that's part of being human. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's, what is so hard about therapy is that what you just said, it's all about honoring yourself. Mm-hmm. It's all about you. It's not about anyone else but you. And I think that's why there's a stigma around it. There's there's pressure behind it. You know, people feel like lost and confused sometimes. They're like, mm-hmm. I, I need a therapist, but I don't know where, or how to find one, where to find one. And like, it becomes like, so much pressure filled of finding one and then like maintaining that relationship. But then like, like basically all the stuff that we just talked about, but I think hopefully this episode can like help someone in some way. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I think there are so many ways it could. Yeah. So I really glad we talked about it today. Yeah. And as we're wrapping up, um, another way of support is that if you are struggling to find a therapist, you can, DM the CB account. Of course, Ravish and I cannot find a therapist for you. If you're like, I live in so-and-so Wyoming and I want XYZ and this is my insurance and find me a therapist. We can't do that. But if you're feeling a little stuck, you can be like, hey, where did you find it? I mean, ask, we have we have the understanding about, we can give a resource. Sure. You drop us a DM and say, well, where should I check? We can send the link to psychology today. We're happy to send things like that. Yeah. So if you have any, you don't, you want to, go to therapy, but you don't know where to start. And maybe you don't know people who have been in therapy. DM us on the Conversation Spring account. And we're happy to send some of our links of what has been helpful for us in finding therapists. Yes, for sure. Do that. We are more than happy to help. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, I hope this is really insightful. And if even if you were been toying with the idea of therapy, that it gives you a bit more information to make an informed decision. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Conversations Brewing. We hope you take some moments to reflect on our episode with some coffee in hand. New episodes of Conversations Brewing come out on Tuesdays. We'd love to hear from you about what resonated with you and what you want to hear more about. So let us know on Instagram at our account at Conversations Brewing. If this episode was helpful, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast and continue to tune in weekly. We so appreciate your support and we'll brew some conversations with you next week.